Welcome to the afterthought section of Well That Fucked Me Up with your hosts, Luke Colson and Kyle Wise. Oh, yes, that was very smooth, wasn't it? We should do Did this. Did you get a haircut, Luke? Um, no, don't I always comment on your hair? I didn't well, actually. Well, I just got one. You did. It looks really good. Very, very good. Thanks. That's because you started your new job and you're showing people around houses now. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. If anybody wants to buy a house or rent a house in the West LA area, um, Kyle, you can hit him up and uh, he can sell you a house. Is that about right? Yeah, that's about right. Congratulations. Also, the first time you go in, they do like this training thing. And I like, like did the lockbox and I opened up and walked in this empty house. Mm. I half expected like the cops to like just show up. Like, it was the weirdest thing. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. That is so funny. Well, that, that, now you know that you can be trusted with somebody else's house keys, Kyle. You've come a very long way. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, as Kyle said, this is the afterthought section. Um, of our podcast well that fucks me up and um we've just listened to danny's story and if you haven't just listened to danny's story you're in the wrong place because this is just a quick recap of that episode and you can listen to the recap of the episode but you're not going to have a fucking clue what the hell we're talking about so you might as well go back and listen to the episode quite frankly or else you're going to be suffering from some trauma of your of your own um so (laughs) so danny's story um was in, was entitled um, drink and drug addiction from the age of 11 uh, which is bonkers uh, having two children of my own and the the thought of my 11 year old having a you know being drink that's sort of raiding my pills and medicine not that I have a whole bunch of pills to raid by the way but you know pill medic, medicine cabinet and finding the family sambuca at the age of 11 or 12 years old it's absolutely mortifying but Kyle I wonder if that might have been more of the path you took not that I'm judging not because I'm looking at your face thinking that must have been Kyle's story but when did you start drinking Kyle uh, a few years after that there you go right see <laughs> exactly good that's what i thought it's extremely early isn't it it's extremely early absolutely terrifying it really is it's so funny because you know sometimes you and i will go to a place where a group will talk about alcoholism Mm -hmm. and you get these people and they will say like well, I started drinking when I was 16. Yeah. And then the guy in the back will be like, well, I started drinking when I was 14. Yeah. And I did meth. <laughs> yes. And I don't think anybody could top Danny. No, I, I agree. And, and <laughs> what, what, when I, cause I, on the, in the interview, I said, what are we talking for? So 15, 16? She was like, oh, no, like 11. I was like, wow, 11. That's extraordinary. But already running away, right? Already. What yeah. was interesting about her? We've had a couple of people on, Kyle, who didn't have any trauma at all. They just liked alcohol and then became alcoholics um, because they really enjoyed it and then they just took it too far. But uh, Danny was quite adamant, and I'm sort of inclined to agree with her, that for the most part, when you're an addict or a, an alcoholic and you're um, and there is trauma somewhere, there is r- trauma related to the fact that you are doing that, that you're running away that you're hiding from feelings, from emotions, that you're covering something up or you're self-medicating. Yeah. Right. I mean, I don't think that really ever leaves you because, I mean, you learn to deal with it and maybe it leaves you. I, I don't know. But I, I've been struggling and I remember I wrote you a poem like late at night because I do it. that. Yeah. For our listeners, Luke and I have the friendship where I text him 
poetry mm-hmm. at like 10, yeah. 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, I loved it. It was beautiful. I said you should post it on social media. It was very touching. It was yeah. wonderful. But, I mean, there's a part of it where I can't explain it unless you're an alcoholic or a drug addict where you just want absolute fucking oblivion. Mm-hmm. And there's this thing in my mind where I want to drink this whole fucking town dry and I want to snort this whole like rainforest of mm. cocaine mm. and I don't want to feel a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. And the, when she described like at 11 and then doing the thing and going to the, the school and meeting with the wrong people mm. and like we, we grew up two different mm-hmm. worlds apart, mm. but it's the same. Yeah, it, it, it really is that. Um, oblivion. I think the problem with that is that you might experience it once or twice and it's a kind of a euphoric, um, Never rewarding again. feeling until, and that's it. That's all you get. And then you, you know, you'll spend the next 20 years trying to recreate that feeling and never, ne- never for it to be the same again. And I think that's, there lies half the problem. Um, it's a cruel thing. It really is. Cause if we could all get back Chasing to that. First, that yeah. That's literally it, isn't it? Um, but so she definitely had, she definitely felt that it was trauma related. Um, and just interesting her journey of that, that high functioning alcoholic and, you know, um, just, and, and, and the Coke and just that story about her telling someone she was a yoga instructor whilst holding a glass of neat vodka and smoking a cigarette. And she was like, wow, this is, you know, aside from how she felt inside, she was like, that's just, that's the bottom for me. You know, something's got to change. Well, honestly, you know, depending on where I, where I was in my life, I would have totally signed up for a yoga class. <laughs> if she was like, you'd be like my kind of yoga. Yeah. 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 Just downward dog with a cigarette in your mouth. And that's so funny. I just think her words were so wise, weren't they? I mean, the last 20 minutes of the podcast, just all about um, how, you know, what she would say to people in terms of reaching out for help, knowing that there's help out there, her resisting rehab or not saying she didn't have any money to, to get the right therapy, but then realizing that there was just help out there and there's free help out there. And there's kind of yeah. unity in people coming together and asking for help. And it's such a common thing, um, alcohol addiction uh, and drug addiction. And it's such a um, like recovery now. And again, we didn't launch this podcast to talk about drink and drug addiction and recovery uh, on an episode by episode basis, but we did promise that we would have um, some key um, stories that were revolved around that because inevitably when you have experienced trauma, then drink and drugs are going to be a part of your story. I just think it was so brave of her to come on. The fact she's now a counselor, she's five years clean and sober and she's, she's getting out there and she's telling her story and the best people to teach you about recovery from something are the people that's been, have been through it and have recovered from it. hundred percent. I, you know, you just think about like when I was drinking and using and like people like who, who have never gone through the things that I've gone through and they're like, well, you should just stop drinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Good advice. Okay, if it was yeah. that easy. Yeah. And stop being so depressed. Just cheer up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we're not, um, you know, we're joking, but we're not, you know, no, we like to have a laugh yeah. on our podcast, but obviously the, the good news is that Kyle and I have been through all this nonsense. So as much as we seem lighthearted about it, we're not glossing over any of it because, you know, we, you know, I think our traumas and our journeys have been very well documented through all these episodes. So we just want to say thank you for Danny for coming on. She was wonderful, very inspirational. And, um, it was nice to have a kind of a good down and dirty, alcoholic alcoholic child story yeah luca you saying about the laughter reminds me 
when I first got sober, my whole life was burnt to the ground. And I walk into a meeting and I'm not, I have like two black eyes, a broken rib. I'm like all fucked up. And this guy looks at me and he probably had like 20, 30 years. He's like, don't worry, man. It's always darkest before it gets pitch black. <laughs> I just started laughing. And that, that's, that's where I was like, I needed this. I need yeah. to laugh. So, oh I mean, God. I hope people don't take offense to us no. cracking jokes. But Agreed. Yeah. I mean, I think that's our style. And, uh, you know, it's um, it's been a great episode. This has been a great recap. And uh, looking forward to next week where we shall, we shall have yet more tantalizing and amazing and uplifting stories of um, triumph over trauma, as you so... That's your phrase, by the way. That's your phrase, triumph over trauma. We should get some T-shirts done. Yeah. Um, okay. And uh, share with your friends, subscribe or follow or click or whatever it is you do these days, whatever it is the kids do. And um, see you on the next one.